Lovers quarrel. It's a long sustained quarrel. What's going on, world? Hey, everybody. It's your guy, TJ, Mr. New Cool. And it's your girl, Danny. You're anxiously awaiting an enemy. I don't know what that is. An enemy? It is the thing that clownfish live in. So, like in Finding Nemo, the little thing with the little tentacles. It's like a sea anemone. You lost me there, Danny. You don't remember the beginning of Finding Nemo? Nope. How do you not? I mean, do you remember Finding Nemo? Yes, I do remember Finding Nemo. I just don't remember. How do you spell an enemy? Um, A N E M O N E. That girl's smart. Okay. Flowering plants in the buttercup family. I don't know what this word is. Oh, well, actually, that's so anemone. I'm sorry, I miss I misspelled it, and and that's a different that's a type of plant. But anemone, you have to add the another n, but it's fine. Another n, so m o n n e. So it's a c. Hold on. So an anemone is spelled. Um, oh no, it's pretty much it's the same way, but I guess maybe it's c anemone. Yeah, so that's why. Because I guess because I just put anemone, anemone. Let's just get to the episode. It's, it, it, it did the land everybody. one. How you doing? Welcome to another episode of Lover's Quarrel. As always, if this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is your second time listening, welcome back. And if this is your third or more la- time, third or more time listening, you are what TJ will call family. I what I say is family sees me, and what TJ calls a lover. Um, how are you, my good sir? I'm doing well in yourself. Happy Mother's Day. We're yeah. belated. Yes. Because, yeah, this is coming out after Mother's Day. But happy Mother's Day, my love. Thank you. And happy Mother's Day to all the mothers yes. that are listening. Shout out to all of them out there. The mothers, the grandmothers, the godmothers, the, the mother figures, to the, those who have lost their mothers, to those who have difficult relationships with their mothers. We see you. We honor you. And... We hope that the day was as enjoyable and or peaceful as possible. Definitely. I mean, listen, this this world doesn't go doesn't go round. We we can't do nothing without without our women. So this is absolutely true. Um, so shout out to all the mothers out there, all the motherly figures, all those who put their children first ahead of them. Shout out to y'all. True that. But um. And oh, and I'm doing well. I'm just you know a little tired, but definitely doing well. It was a very busy weekend, um, but I'm kind of some of that I was gonna touch on in my elevator. I don't know if you were, but um, yeah, you ready to get on? Let's go. Um, are you going up or down? I'm going up. I'm going up too. You can start it off. All right. We going may have the same stuff though. Bye. Okay. Let me hear it. Going up. That sounds real lazy. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> Going up. That sounds much better. <sighs> Sir, leave me alone. Anyway, so my up are uh my ups are two parts. Um the first thing is that we finally, finally, after beating COVID, after a month, after people being, you know, scheduling conflicts and all that, we were finally able to have Tatum's postponed purple party for her birthday. And Little Miss Mamas had the best time, even though it was small and it was just family. Um, and, you know, one of our really close friends who have a son that's her age, they were able they're to... They're family. They're family. I know. 
but um you know we were able to um so Tatum had some you know somebody to play with and we had food and we had cake and shout out to my mother-in-law for baking Tatum's purple birthday cake um which was delicious and um and yeah I just I'm so happy that we were able to have this party for her because it really you know broke my heart when she was so excited about having it when it was her birthday last month and then everything just kind of came to a screeching halt and you know she's not the kind of kid where like it wasn't like she, I mean she's still little like she's wasn't like no party and or crying or whatever she kind of you know not to say forgot about it but she just didn't really fuss or ask about it and then once we got closer to the date we were able to start like really hyping it back up and you know getting excited she had on um her rainbow purple dress and rain, uh, rainbow purple Jojo Siwa jacket, um, which my brother-in-law, um, you know, he always picks, he takes up the mantle of picking out her, her birthday dress or outfit. Um, he was a little hurt she didn't want to wear her Jordan. She wore her LOLs, <laughs> her LOL doll sneakers instead, but it still went with the ensemble. But yeah, it was just, I just love seeing her face be so happy and be just just so full of light and joy um and then my other up is my um uh, my mother's day i really appreciated the mother's day um you know treatment i got um uh, my sister my husband of course and my brother-in-law you know got food catered to my house um for myself my mom to your house oh my gosh Sorry. our house whatever you know what i mean and then for myself my mom my other sister-in-law and my mother-in-law so for all the moms and stuff and they made sure that we did not lift a finger and we were you know made our food made our plates um and then tj like pretty much right after brunch was over tj got busy making dinner and we had these bomb ass turkey wings mac and cheese cabbage um roasted carrots it was really great and i just kind of got to chill out and hang out with my family and that was just you know, pretty perfect. Um, you know, so those are my elevators. And with that, I will toss it to the mister. So my elevator is, is, is the same. Um, being able to, uh, spend mother's day with my mother and, um, you know, she said that this was the best one ever because she is the first time that she was able to spend mother's day with her sons and all her grandchildren at the same time. So, um, that was very dope. And, you know, um, we take those things for granted. My mother does a lot for her family. She puts everybody ahead of her. So to be able to champion her and, 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 you know, celebrate her, it was just a great experience. And then again, my mother-in-law, my wife, my sister-in-law, um, I had my niece and nephew here for, for the weekend. So we got to spend time with them, help them get their permits. Mm -hmm, so That was dope. Uh, very, you know, and, and just kind of get to see like, you know, they kind of know a lot about a lot, but you don't realize it because they're kids and timing and everything. Um, but I just had an amazing time with my niece and nephew and my family. And, you know, again, it just always put into perspective how important family is and the, the family dynamics and just being there for for them you know we don't get to see our niece and nephew often but they know that their uncle and aunt is there for them so that was dope um tatum got to celebrate a party um mm -hmm. also we did our gender reveal mm -hmm. so that was exciting um me and danny found out 
earlier. So we found out on Thursday um, mm-hmm. what we were having. We're having a boy. Um, so young T3 is coming. Young Trey. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the other ways you can say a third? So, um, but you know, it was dope that me and Danny was able to celebrate that privately and just hold on to that. And then we got to share it with friends and family on that Saturday. So it was just overall a great weekend. Um, and, you know, I didn't even check my work phone at all on Sunday on my work email. So that was definitely a positive for me because um, I'm always working. And, you know, but I was able to just bask in the in the moment and just truly enjoy the moment. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely it was a great weekend to celebrate. We've got a lot of things to look forward to. Um, You know, we got to spend like TJ said, we got to spend time with family. Um, And, you know, I'm also I will say, like, I'm also excited that at least presently, because, you know, kids change their mind. I am happy that Tatum's excited for her um, little brother that is coming because that would have been, <laughs> while it would have been also very funny, it would have been kind of, you know, it would have been like, oh man, if she was like, when the when we did the gender reveal and, you know, had the, so we did, instead of pink and blue, we did red and gold for our fraternity and sorority. So red for Delta, gold for Alpha. And so when like she saw the confetti and she cut into the cake and it was like gold cake, um, um, like yellow cake instead of red velvet, she was like super excited. Um, so, um, and your mother owe me $20. She does owe you $20 cause she did have a positive reaction. Um, whether or not it was to finding out she's having a brother or to the fact that she was about to eat cake and it was confetti everywhere. It doesn't matter. She did have a positive reaction. So yeah, it's, it was just good. And it just makes me happy that she's excited because that's such a crucial component to when you add to your family with another child. Um, but with that, we, you know, I think our elevator went all the way to the penthouse this week. Um, so now it's time for us to move on to our relationship tip of the week. Would you like me to go first or would you like you to go first? You can go first. You know, it's Mother's Day just passed. Women <laughs> first, you know, let's just keep it positive, you know? Okay. All right. So my relationship tip of the week um, could be, I think, applied to all the ships, but I think especially your most important relationship sometimes or the ones where you sometimes have to communicate, like where there can sometimes be room for conflict uh, more than maybe others. So maybe like a romantic one. Um, and that tip is to lean on others to help your relationship at times. Now, I say that to say, not, not say, excuse me, not trying to say that you invite other people into your relationship into your, your with your partner and your business every which way but loose and give them a say and only you know and move however they tell you to move or be in your ear or anything else like that but when you're in a position and when you're in a, a committed and stable relationship when you know that sometimes you and your partner bump head bump heads or clash in a certain area um or some just struggle it doesn't even have to be like a blow up or anything like that that a trusted person that loves both of you, you know, intensely, you know, and, and loves you both can sometimes be that kind of like middle ground person. And so I kind of use that example because of just like today we had an, I had an experience where, um, my sister came over after work 
um, to pick something up. And then I had to go to the doctor. And so she stayed and was with keep watching Tatum for me. And um, then TJ came home from dropping off his parents. And um, basically, my sister's been like dying to clean out our hall closet. And I, you know, most it was a lot of TJ stuff in there. And I don't always have like the it in me to like be like we need you need to do this you need to do that or or me just deciding to do it myself. But for what it's worth, like my sister and TJ have their own relationship independent of me, and sometimes I guess in certain areas he responds better to her than he would to me. Um, I guess because of how she approaches it or how she kind of comes, he feels like she comes with like a, a better game plan than I do. She's not comes- an asshole. I'm not an asshole, what? but I'm married to you. I, I, I know who you really are. We everybody has asshole tendencies, but I'm not an asshole. I just know who you are for real. Anyway, but the point is, is like my sister's definitely like got more like she's gonna, you know, be more direct and blunt or whatever, and I'm a little bit more like oh let's you know I dance around things too much. So, um, because you're a dancer. Whatever, <laughs> whatever for whatever for what it's worth, her just kind of jumping in and 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 you leveraging her relationship with TJ to help do something that ultimately also helps me because I am the one that always I'm the the one that cleans. I'm the one who knows how to keep things organized. I'm the one God, I'm listening. I do know how to keep things organized. I didn't say anything. Cuz the difference is, is that even when I let shit fall apart, I know how to put it back together. I don't just move something from one spot to the next. So, um yeah, so it was just it was nice so like I would recommend that when you have somebody trusted, like somebody that you know loves both of you, somebody that you know is not going to just be so one-sided that nothing gets done, sometimes you can lean on that person. So like, I feel like I leaned on my sister, even though she kind of volunteered to do it, I didn't ask her to, to get the hall closet clean because I knew that it was going to, because ultimately it got done better and faster in the hour I was gone. It was just her and TJ than it would have ever happened if it was me and TJ doing it. So you play to your strengths, and that can be sometimes really helpful to your relationship. So you're trying to say that you you set that up? I did not set that okay. up. Okay, I'm just asking. I mean, listen, your sister is just not an asshole. You know, she knows how to talk to people. You know what I mean? She's she's really good at you know. So I don't know communication. To talk. I don't know how to talk to people. And she knows how to like just get it done. You know she knows I mean? how to talk to you. She also knows how to just get it done. You know what I mean? Because I be waiting for you. I be trying to work with you, but you be on your bullshit, your best bullshit. You that's the Double thing. Double B's. You always, I will say that like you. Sorry always, for the first B. What do you say? I, I don't. Oh, I don't know how to do the song. But you like wait for me. You say it, and then you wait for me to like get it started. And if I don't get it started, you go. Well, I, and but you don't ever get to start either. You go, well, I brought it up. You just wanted to, then we never got started because you never took action. Sorry, that's another B. Haters still ain't recovered from the other B. Oh my God, give your relationship tip. That's a double B. Oh my gosh. Bullshitting out of here. Um, my relationship tip. Man, listen, we, we out here, right? So, you know, Mother's Day just passed. Beautiful situation. But what I'm going to say may rouse some feathers. Choose who you have kids with wisely. Because you can't return the kids once they're here. I mean, you can send them, you can have them get adopted, but I'm, I'm just saying that's, okay. th- that isn't out. But other than that, you know, a child won't save a relationship. I always say if you want to ruin a relationship, have a child because it takes a lot to have children and to raise children. You know, you got to be in the right mindset. But I would say is that if you ask TJ, I'd have had about 10 kids already. You know, when we got married, I was 25. Daddy would have got pregnant 
And you were at you, that time. You turned twenty five later that month too. Like you were still twenty four technically when we got married. Yeah. So um, I I thank my wife for being the, the the sound mind, the sound mind and and the responsible one in the relationship. Um, because again, I wanted to get married the next week. I wanted to have kids the next day. The week after that. <laughs> um, and my wife definitely, you know. That's that's the one time, well, not the one time, but that's one of the many times that Danny kind of like put her foot down. Like, nah, this is not how we're going to do it. We're going to strategically plan it. And I thank her for that because sometimes I can be impulsive. Um, and when you are impulsive, you can make decisions that can be detrimental to yourself, to your relationship, to the people you love and everything. So sometimes you got to take a, a seat back. But I'm definitely going to say, choose who you have kids with wisely. You know what I mean? Because, again, it's all fun when you're making the baby. It's all fun when everything is good and then it, it turns bad. And I've seen people who love each other, hate each other. Um, and ultimately, when you have kids, it's, it's really not about you anymore. Mm-hmm. It's about making sure that your child has the best things so that way they could be the best human beings for the world. And, you know... Um, Kids don't come out bad. Kids don't, like, they're not fucked up just because. You know, they see shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, they endure things, and that's where they get these bad attitudes or, or, or bad vibes, or, you know, that shit is learned. I mean, it's kind of like racism. Racism isn't something that you're just born innately with. Innately born with, yeah. It's something that's taught. So um, it's the same thing, but, you know, I just implore that everybody really think about it before having kids. Make sure you think about it. Make th- think about the best situations, the worst situations. Really think if me and this person don't get along, can we like me and this person don't stay together? Can we co-parent together? And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that as, as as people, we have to be more responsible and accountable for our actions. So, yeah, um, before you lay down and decide to have a kid with somebody, you should really have those conversations because even that. Me and Danny talked about having kids, but we didn't really talk about how many kids we wanted, what that's going to look like. We kind of talked about the surface thing. So that's another thing, you know, I'm always going to recommend. Make sure that y'all have the real conversations, have the uncomfortable conversations, just so you know that you've covered your bases. I mean, again, there's no way to prepare for children Mm -hmm. or being married or any of that stuff because everybody's situation is different. But I will recommend that, like, when you're thinking about having kids with somebody, really have the conversation with them. See what their parenting style is versus your parenting style. How do y'all conflict? Uh, how do y'all deal with conflict resolution? All of that, because that that's gonna play a major part. And once you have a kid, it, it kind of becomes you and that you and the and your partner figuring out what's gonna be the best way to raise that child. And, and you know. If y'all can't come to the same mind, then y'all may not need to have kids together. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the only people that really lose are the kids. And that's why there's a saying, you know, they say like sometimes they're like, we spend our whole adult lives trying to deal with and overcome the things that happened to us when we were children. And I think that that's really true and accurate because everything from how we deal with conflict to how we you know, show joy or celebrate or have what's appropriate behaviors when you're angry or scared. Like all that stuff you learn from the people that you grew up around. And then you have to, you know, in some cases you have to unlearn that shit because you realize as an adult that it's not healthy or it's not safe. And then you, you know, and then you have to kind of start over. But that shit is hard to do. Like once you get to a certain age, 
undoing things that you have always come to know or been acted like, it's really hard. But, you know, ultimately, um, I do agree with TJ in the fact that, like, anytime, you know, you lay down with somebody, whether or not you're even planning to have them, because, you know, we all know there's, there's plenty of oopsie daisies out there. I'm sure I'm an oops baby. And I wasn't, but continue. Okay. And look, here we are sitting here together. So that that didn't hit the same. But, but um, and so ultimately, like you know, it's just anytime you decide to sleep with someone, quite honestly, that where that that could make you pregnant, you or you can be, get someone pregnant that you take into consideration that notion, and you know, be remain safe until as safe as possible until you excuse me. Inevitably become ready, or I am a little sleepy. Okay, inevitably become ready, or when you, you know, if you decided, you know, you could be somebody who never wants kids. That way, you just stay safe because you don't want them, and you don't want to have to go through the 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 hassle or headache or you know traumatizing thing that could be you know terminating a pregnancy or helping someone terminate. It's all of that. So just choose carefully. I do agree with that, TJ. Hundred percent. Listen, kids are not something you do because you think is going to save a relationship or anything like that. Like I don't know. Like this isn't like a dog or a pet. Like this is like a human being that you have to raise to be a good a, 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 a good <laughs> a good human being. And and you know it, that shit is hard. You know, um, and co-parenting is not always the easiest. It just takes practice and effort. Yeah, so I mean, those who can do it, it's amazing. Congratulations to them. Those who can't, y'all need to figure it out because again, only person who suffer, as Danny says, is the children or or child. So, you know, take yourself out of it. And I know that's hard sometimes, but it's bigger than you, mm-hmm. regardless. Like me and Danny, that's one thing we do talk about. Like if we don't make it, I'm not saying that we're talking about breaking up or nothing, but you know, things happen in life. But if we don't make it, the only thing that will that I think we and her will always agree on is what's best for our children. Me and her don't have to be friends at all. We can hate each other, but when it comes to our child, we're gonna make the best decision for the child, and the child does not need to be impacted by 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 her parents bickering, bickering, or or, or not being able to understand each other. So true that. Well, on that note, we're going to switch gears to the Black History Fact, and I'll go first. Um, My Black History Fact is that on May 11th, uh, so the day you guys are going to hear this episode for this week, um, nine caravans of poor people arrived in Washington for the first phase of Poor People's Campaign. Caravans from different sections of the country on May 2nd, um, so sorry, they started from different parts of the country on May 2nd and picked up demonstrators along the way. In Washington, demonstrators erect a camp called Resurrection City on a 16-acre site near Lincoln, the Lincoln Monument. Um, and I thought that was dope because, you know, the Poor People's Campaign was the campaign that um, Dr. King was um, heading up in, right just before his um, assassination. And, you know, it was demonstrated, this, you know, this caravan of people coming there just showed the strength in numbers and how people, and I'm imagining again that this was this was the, the campaign where it was beyond just civil rights for blacks. It was like everybody who needs rights because they're poor. So I thought it was always kind of dope because the Poor People's Campaign was about starting to bring like 
a rainbow coalition of people. Like if you, it didn't matter if you were black, white, Asian, Spanish, whatever. If you live in America, exactly. Because if you got every, if you got everybody that was just broke as fuck together and to band together, you would have been in trouble. So that's just my fact of the week, and because I knew that it was it was the beginning of something that was supposed to be more powerful than what it was, because they ultimately killed the figurehead of the movement. But what about you? So my fact is that on May tenth, nineteen thirty. The NPHC was formed, which is the National Panhellenic Council, which is which houses the African American Greek letter organizations. Um, the National Pan, Panhellenic, excuse me, the National Panhellenic Council was established in an era when Greek letter organizations founded by African Americans were banned from being affiliated with Greek letter organizations founded by whites. Um, the organization stated purpose and mission in 1930 unanimity of thought and action as far as possible in the conduct of Greek letter collegiate fraternities and sororities and to consider problems of mutual interest to his members organizations. So our fraternity sororities are housed under the National Panhellenic Council. When this was created, it was the grade eight. And then in 1996, if I'm not mistaken, the IOTA Phi Theta Fraternity was added, making mm-hmm. it the Divine Nine. Yep. So uh, just a little bit of history, and you know, I thought it was dope, especially because Danny and I are Greek. Definitely. So, um, well, thank you for that. And now, um, since you know, unanimity is not the SAT word of the week. What is the SAT word of the week? The word of the week is recapitulate. Okay. Come on, Rebecca, help me with this. Recapitulate. Recapitulate. Summarize and state again the main points of. Okay. Recapitulate. Um, R E C A P I T U L A T E. You sunk my battleship. Yay. Happy Mother's Day to me. I win again. I win again. I win again. Break it down. I win. I win. I win. I win. I can spell big words. You can't. (laughs) I can't? That's crazy. (laughs) You gotta start using that in a sentence. Recapitulate. Recapitulate. Unanimity. Recapitulate. I'm another word. I, I had a hard time pronouncing that. It's okay. That's a tricky word, though. Yeah. I can't even hold you. But you stumped me again. I know. I'm trying to keep it up. I'm trying to... Let's see if I can keep it up for every episode between now and when I give birth. I'm just going to look for a word like... Whatever. Exactly. How long is my maternity leave going to be? I mean... <laughs> How long you want it to be? I mean, you're already taking episodes off and everything else. I'm sorry. Awful. I'm sorry that your son is fucking me up. Awful. My ankles are swelling as we speak, so. As much time as you need, Danny. Okay. We got to set that expectation. We got to have that conversation. Uh, we we got to have offline. a conversation of what that is. Yeah. Can like, I dock you pay? Nigga, I do this for free. I mean, exactly. So I, I could charge you. Exactly. And I run... All I put most of our posts up, and I do the the sound. Uh, I, and I do you do the techie stuff, and I do all of the ca- captions. I wonder why it's late, but that's another story. That's now why it's late. <sighs> all right, 
And now, as always, it has come to the point of the show where TJ and I discuss slash debate slash quarrel slash argue, depending on the topic. Um, and it's time for our overall lovers quarrel. So this week, um, we thought it was kind of appropriate to have at least the conversation or the discussion around um children since we you know we we talked about how we're adding to our family now we know who it is that we're adding to our family and you know one thing that came up in as tj and i got closer and closer to the like when the conversation started again about us having more children like last i guess part during parts of 2020 or like last basically last year we really started to kind of like say that this was going to be a thing that we were going to try again for that year. Um, and when we did that, you know, that's when kind of the, the topic of how many children we ultimately wanted um, also became a part of the discussion. And it led to a lot of kind of contentious conversations and I kind of, or I th- we thought it would be kind of, you know, transparent to have that conversation with you all in order to provide insight and, you know, um, you know, things that you should do or what not to do. And then also, um, you know, just to kind of, you guys can hear us out and see who makes sense or who, you know, who you kind of, you know, I'm not gonna say who's right or who's wrong. Cause there's really not one of those in this situation, but ultimately whose side do you more so resonate um, with or sympathize with? Um, so do you want to kind of paint the scenario more? Or do no, you want you're me to... Okay. You agree with your words. So thank you. I can recapitulate our situation. <laughs> um, Piece of shit. Go what, ahead. Whatever. So in a nutshell, um, once upon a time, TJ always wanted, TJ wanted four kids. But he so I wonder four because I don't really like odd numbers. I'm saying I got I got to ad lib it. Yeah. So I don't I don't like odd numbers. But then after having Tatum, I was like four might be too much. So I'll settle for three. Two is stupid. Two One is, is not, idiotic. Two is not stupid. Mm-hmm. We are both. So I you know, what, you know what it is. I, it's my opinion. So you can't tell me that my opinion is, is wrong. Two is an even number. Yeah, but two is stupid. I'm I'm okay. I'm one of two. Why is two stupid? Yo, so all we need you is and your one brother more. stupid. Because um, me and my sister not stupid. The thought of just having two of us is stupid. There you go. So your parents are stupid. You said it, not I. You you realize like you're the you're the youngest, so that means that like they had you and they were like, nah, I'm good. Um, if that's how you want to paint the picture, I don't think that's how it worked. Mm. I think that financially, it just wasn't the best decision my parents had to think about what made sense they could have had more kids i mean anyone could have yeah but i mean there's a lot of people out there who have a whole bunch of kids and they shouldn't be having kids but they do so absolutely again my parents were being smart adults and they said "Mm, i don't think we should have any more kids until we can financially afford them and by that time my father was like yeah we're done so you were like 11 right yeah Something like that. So, TJ's, you know, like three is the golden number. Two is stupid, all this stuff. I've always been like, I never wanted an only child. Um, So I was always, you know, like, I'd I'd have two kids. And after that, I was like, I really, like, 
have never given it much thought. Um, and this is a conversation that TJ and I should have had in more and greater depth before we had children. But, you know, it was always, it was always been like a, it was a tense conversation because I, I felt like sometimes when, so I felt like sometimes when TJ was saying what he was saying, he was not taking into consideration the physical toll, the mental toll, the emotional toll that bringing life into this world takes on a woman. And he felt like I was not giving him, like I was basically like treating him like he had literally no say or no role or no nothing to contribute to the conversation when it came comes to the number of kids. Now that I am pregnant and we are having another child, you know, what I had said to him before was like maybe back in March, I was like, you know, I'm gonna be honest, like the door isn't closed, but it's like cracked. Like there is no light coming through. It's just, you know, as far as having a third child, because I just don't, I don't see how I can, I, I really have a hard time envisioning myself putting my myself through this again. And, you know, because while it is our, any child that comes from us is our child, it's still my body. And I think that that is a, a, a factor, not this, not the, the be all and end all, but it's definitely a factor in this decision-making process. And that's why when TJ, you know, when he brought up, um, which again, I don't know where you still stand on that, but like you recently brought up, like, you know, seeing how hard everything was for me being pregnant from the rough first trimester to then having COVID while pregnant, that you were like, you know, maybe we, we shouldn't, or like maybe we can adopt sometime down the road. And I was like, I'm open to that. Like if we're in a place again, financially, emotionally, mentally, where we are like, we want to add to our family, I'm on board with exploring like adoption because it would still add to our family without requiring me to go through pregnancy and childbirth and postpartum and body changing and stuff. Like if I could, y'all, if I I could sit here and go on for an hour by myself about everything that happens to my body when I'm pregnant. Um, So yeah, so like, I don't know. What do you, I did a lot of talking right there. So like, where's your head at? You always do, you know? Whatever. Thank you for not cutting me off during that time though. I appreciate it. It's called growth. I'm trying to learn. Well, after you, my good sir. Um... Where am I with it? You're saying, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, seeing what you went through, I was definitely on a different side of it. I can definitely say that, um, you know, um, Danny used to always say that after we had the first one, what I still want, how many kids I wanted. And and the answer is truly yes, but I mean, I, I also have to be realistic you know we have a lifestyle that works for us and you know when you add kids to that it changes things you know uh kids i mean adults don't mind watching one child now yeah. you add in two maybe a little bit different and now if you add three one. now niggas may be like no nah, like so, nigga, stay away you know, home you gotta think about stuff like that you know um and that's why i think god blessed us with a son because now we have one of each and technically we don't have to have any more um but i still feel like i would want another one i feel like the greatest thing i've done was have a child that's just me personally mm-hmm. fuck fuck the house fuck the car fuck my, my job title like mm-hmm. 
my degrees, like th- th- those were cool. But being a parent, like I could be having the worst day, and if I see Tatum, and she, you know, she says something funny or she does something funny, you know, there's been times that I've had to stop doing what I was doing just to make sure that I'm giving her the attention that she deserves and need. Um, for me, being a father is is my greatest accomplishment. I don't think there's anything I could do better than being a father. Um, so that's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. But I, again, I do have to take into consideration, especially because you make it very known that you carry the baby, you do everything and all this other stuff. So, I, I mean, again, I, you know, when we had Tatum, it, it gave me a different perspective for women. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. There may be women that I'm not attractive to or that I think is pretty, but it doesn't mean someone else doesn't think that that person's pretty. But the fact that women have the capability of making life, it's the most beautiful thing ever. So I have a respect for all women. Um, since Danny got pregnant, that that my that, that opened my eyes. I mm-hmm. look at different. I look at women very differently. Um. You know, I mean, shit, I, you know, if if I had friends who weren't good fathers that I knew were not being good fathers, like I would not let them know. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I would let them know. And then if they're not going to change, then yeah. Like to me, I don't understand how anybody, again, the baby mother could be the worst baby mother out there, but it's not about you. It's mm-hmm. about that fucking child. And, you know, there's nothing that I wouldn't do for Tatum. So that's really where my mindset is, but. Yeah, and I think it's just the thing of like, and I, I'll say this. I so I also think so. Like you know, so TJ t- said earlier in this episode how there have been times where like TJ wants to like jump the gun or he's a bit impulsive and he has these big ideas and he wants to do things right away or his way. And then I'm the one that has to you know in in those moments when it's like the big life decisions like engagements and or weddings and babies and stuff that I'm the one that like you know sometimes has to be like let's we got to pump the brakes on this. And it part of me feels like once this baby arrives and we see how more amplified the dynamic is and how you know the 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 amplification of how difficult it can be sometimes is a reality i i part of me suspects that like tj's desire for a third child will subside some what if it doesn't if it doesn't then we'll cross that bridge when we get there because i really don't think i i don't think i have it enough in me to do this again you are built yeah, I'm it. I'm built for it, but it doesn't mean I want to. I mean, and even then, it's just like it also means like the mental toll that happens, you know. That's true. Because, you know, we've sat on the show and you've talked about how I don't put in enough effort in all these areas of our life, and you ask for this, that, and the other, but I complain about being tired, or you know, I put you know my responsibilities to other things ahead of you, and you know, I also think about that like. We've we've just gotten to a place really where we've we we more so I would say majority of the time because it's still not even a hundred percent of the time shit is probably not even ninety or eighty maybe like maybe like in the like high seventies eighties of balancing our marriage and our time with each other with our other responsibilities as parents as employees everything else and we're now we're gonna add another human being and somebody who, we don't know who he is. 
We don't know who he is. We, you know, we don't know how he will be the same as Tatum. We don't know how he'll be different than Tatum. We don't know any of those things. And we have to, we're going to have to pivot and adjust. And, you know, in those first months, you know, it's going to be those first yeah, days, weeks, and months, it's going to be a lot of dedication to keeping an infant, uh, you know, alive and healthy. And then also helping our four-year-old adjust to being no longer being an only child, um, going, starting school in the fall, all of these other life changes and stuff. And so, you know, again, it, it may not happen, but I think about those things and I think about the, the bandwidth that you and I will have to then parent two children and then where that leaves us. And I would hate for you and I to, I, like, my thing is this. I would hate for me in my heart of hearts to feel one way or the other. Like, if I, you know, if I ultimately come to the final decision, even though I'm, obviously this is what I'm leaning towards, where I'm like, I don't want any more children after this baby. And then I, but you still do. And I cave and I give you that. And then it, it, ruins everything or it becomes too much and then i'm you know you feel like i don't give enough time because i feel like i'm sitting here doing this with three kids it's not like it's not like we can give that one back i can't i can't put it back i feel like it's different though like we're in a different headspace life has hardened us it in in not a negative way but we've matured i definitely matured differently so again the things that i was complaining about four years ago is not a something I'm complaining about now. But I am going to take your... your I, I have to take what you're saying because, like I've said, one thing I'm, I'm learning to do is listen to you more, mm-hmm. right? Because typically when you say something, you haven't stared me wrong. So, again, I'm, I'm being mindful of that. But, again, I would be lying if I didn't say that. I didn't think about it. I'd be lying if I didn't say that. My heart still says I want another child. And that's okay. And again, that's that, could be, yeah. that could be my selfish thing. Do you think that your mind might like? Is there any part of you thinks your mind might change once this baby gets here? Anything is possible. Okay. Anything is is possible. You know. Uh, again, I, I would have to see how it affects you, right? Because I I wouldn't want to have a child at the at the sake of losing you or vice versa. Like you know, I wouldn't want to do something that would be detrimental to our relationship. So again. I am being mindful of that, mm-hmm. but I am. I'm still going to be myself and say this. This is my feelings, and this is what I want. And that's and that's fair too. Like I'm not telling you not to. I'm not trying to. I'm not telling. I don't want you to not feel how you feel. But I just, you know, there there is was slash slash was a time where I felt like you know, and I think it went both ways. Where you felt like your feelings weren't being considered, and I felt like well, mine you, weren't being you considered. You made sure to let me know that you were you were doing it, and it is your life, and. You're growing eyeballs and, and, and elbows and stuff like that. It's a lot of times you made it seem like what I wanted didn't even matter because you had to say. And um, I think I think with I think with that there were times and there there absolutely have been times when it comes to this topic where I've been very firm about like the level of at the very least physical work that I have to put in in order to. The, the, you know, to make it happen, regardless of how, you know, yes, my body is made for its natural. We've been blessed both times to not have any troubles conceiving and having health, me having healthy pregnancies and all of that stuff. So that's, you know, I don't take it for granted. It's not lost on me, but, you know, 
I think to to the point again to the point that you made earlier, right? Like, and to the people who are listening to this show, like you know, like, I think anyone who listens to the show enough or knows me personally knows that I'm not someone who's gonna like put these like hard stops on things that TJ wants or needs just because it's like it because it's not what I want, you know. And I'm you know I try I I always try to find a middle ground or try to make everybody happy, whatever. Like I made that joke the other day when we had, when we told everybody to sex, I'm like, leave it to me. I made everybody happy. I gave people girl, the one of the girl, a girl at least once gave people who only cake for boys, a boy at least once. And you know, but like to TJ's point is like, you know, there are these times where like Danny has to put her foot down. And I felt like in times when we had this conversation in the past, I felt like I wasn't necessarily being heard or being considered and so that's why, like, I had to put my foot down and say, yeah, like, ultimately, you know, the choice, it's a, it is a, it is a, a conversation, it is a d- dynamic, it is a discussion all the way to the bitter end. But yeah, I do believe to an extent, it's the woman who push pushes the needle one way or the other at the very end of the story, because reproductive like re your it's it's your reproductive organs it's it's your body i can't but i can't help that that's how god made us that's you can't but it's it's a it's a and and for you to kind of make it seem like well because it's growing in me i have the only say like it's like it takes both of us so it's it's still a a thing so but it's but it it takes it takes both uh semen and (laughs) sperm and egg to make a child but it takes a a woman, it takes a uterus, it takes a womb to then bring that child from a fertilized it, egg it to a baby. Both. You need both. You need both, but then after, but it's like you can't do it by yourself, and I can't do it by myself. So yeah, but then while while you may have more of the work, I'm not I'm not denying that. Don't don't negate the fact that I'm there. Don't negate that my feelings are there. Any of that. Definitely not and, trying to do that. Okay, well, that's how it came across. Mm-hmm. It came across like, well, I'm the one who got to go through this. I'm the one who got to put my life on the line. I'm the one who grows eyeballs, knees, and all this other stuff. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. That's how God made you. Yeah, but that, but then, but it's 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 not about. I understand that that is what my body has been made. That's part of what my body is constructed to do, being a woman. But therefore, you know. It, I, you know, I guess if, you know, you're, you always like to use examples, right? And um, if, if we're working on a project and you contribute, you know, to 10% of the project and I contribute to 90% of the, the project, it's, it becomes like, you know, as far as the direction in which we go, I think it's sometimes it's going to fall on the person who's done most of who has to do most of the work when it's like, okay, what's the next, what's the trajectory of this? And let me favor one more thing real go quick. And, I want to go devil's advocate. Okay. Um, Don't roll your eyes. I'm not rolling my eyes. And then the other point I think I want to make is like, you know, this falls under the purview of, and this is not just for me and you, but in general, like this falls under the purview of a woman's right to choose, a woman's right to, to de- determine what happens to her body. Because even though it takes sperm to contribute to an egg, to make a, a fertilized egg into a, a zygote, embryo, everything else in between, the home for that baby is a woman's womb. And so the 
the first 40 weeks of this human's gestation and life inside of a womb, however, you, you know, for, for argument's sake, happens within the body of one person. It doesn't, it's not like I can just say, all right, I got January, I'm going to pass, then I'm going to pass the, the fetus off to you in February and you're going to take on that and back and forth. That would be 50-50. That would be that. But it's not, it, it isn't so, I think I do, I, I still... It's absolutely, when you're in a relationship like you and I, you're in a marriage, you're in a long committed relationship and you're talking about children, it is a absolute conversation, discussion that has to happen all the way up to the very, to the point of like, we're going to, we're going to do this or we're not going to do this. And both parties need to have their feelings and thoughts considered. But there is, a, like I said, there is a point where like the needle moves slightly towards the woman as far as the final decision. And that's why to your point, it's why it's so important to choose so well, wisely, who you have kids with because if you're not on the same page about how many kids or when to have kids or whatever you know that's where you end up in like really difficult tough situations and now you've got other humans who didn't ask to be here who are caught in the crossfire no i I, I, again my my thing is that if it was the other way around right so let's say the woman wanted to have a child guy didn't and the guy gets her pregnant by accident, and she says, I'm keeping it, even though this guy doesn't want it. And now he has child support or whatever, this bitterness or whatever. Like, I feel like, why isn't it that if if a woman wants to have the baby, the guy doesn't, why isn't it that there's like a court case or, or something to, just because it's your body, so you automatically get 100% say? Yes. So... I feel like that's not fair. I mean... I don't want the child. You mm-hmm. trapped me or whatever the, the case may be. And now I'm fucked up because it's your body. So I, think I have the no only, say. I think the... I, th- I mean, the, I feel like the only dynamic when you could say that you were trapped is like if you were like drugged or co- coerced or so, like gun she poked a she, she poked a, a hole in, in the condom. No, that's so that's like a coercion thing. That's like a... That's okay. A, that's, and so that is... That is something where. But how but, do you how do you prove but, that? But even then, but even then, you slept with her. So condoms, even if they are used properly and no one pokes holes into them, are not a hundred percent effective. There's no form of I birth control that. that is a hundred percent effective. So anytime you fuck, you are and you you are running the risk of impreg of getting somebody pregnant if that is the case. So that means that is a you're taking a measured risk, you're taking a calculated risk, but it's a risk nonetheless. So. Even and so, if if it's one way or the other, if it's a man wants a baby and a woman doesn't, or if the woman wants, or how many kids in, in our situation or whatever, if it's, if it's, you know, or if it's um, a man doesn't want a child and a woman does, but they still sleep together and she gets pregnant by one way or the other, it. So you, so so we're just damned either way. It's not. We damned. have no say. If we want the child, we have no say. If we don't want the child, we don't have no say. So it's 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 like it comes. There, back. there is no equality in this situation. Well, there's not going to be is there's not going to be just because 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, because it's because, in your body. Yes, and so it's not going to be. And this is a situation where this is where it goes back to what you said in your relationship tip, which is why you need to choose carefully who you have children with because you want to see you want to see. Be well, just because you age. choose, I mean, you could choose somebody wisely and everything works, and then you have situations like this, and it's like they feel like they can do whatever because it's their body. Like, well, it's not. That, I didn't say that they can do whatever, but I think it's just a thing of like it's the understanding that 
in the at at the at the finish line you're literally in the the if you're at, even if you're at the 1 yard line right before the the end zone that that 1 yard can be the diff, is is ultimately the yard that she needs to to determine what what she's going to do regarding her family planning ideas and if i know it might it, it's not and it doesn't mean it's not taken into consideration because there's plenty of people who have these conversations and they decide to proceed and they get on the same page and they do they do it together or they decide together not to but it's about it comes back to like having the communication talking about it and talking about it again and talking about it one more time before making a decision but it's it's it it's something where it is a I'm not even call it a privilege. It's a right of a woman to determine whether or not she wants to reap, wants to have kids or how many kids she wants to have. And it doesn't mean that she's, it doesn't mean that a woman is abuse. Like it's like, a, it's not like an abuse of power or like a, a flex or nothing like that. It kind of is. But it, it's, it's not because it's just like, like you told, like it's like asking her to not, to, to not take into consideration everything that happens to her and her body because it's just because it means to make another person it's what another person wants if if that's not what she wants and that's the thing like it, you know and so it's a it's a measured risk and i speaking to our personal you know dynamic it's like i said i i said i i the door is not closed but it is cracked like it's very small cracked or whatever Listen because I don't. I've made amends with it. It's, you made peace with it. Yeah, it, it just is what it is. Okay, and it has nothing to do with. It has. It has less to do. With, and I'll say this: it had. I said what I said when it comes to like it being my body because at the times that I was saying it, it felt like you were not taking that part into consideration because you were. And, and I'm not saying that's what you meant, but that's how it, I felt at the time. That's how you interpreted it, but I I never said. You gotta have this, or you gotta do that, or anything like that. I I just wanted to put on your radar that I still want it because again, when when we had when when we were pregnant with Tatum, you said that my mind might change. People said my mind might change, and my thing is like your mind might change about about how many kids I wanted. Uh -huh. And my thing is like, no, I'm still consistent on what I want. But then my question being though is that do you feel as though you had the so my next question becomes when we had first had Tatum, do you feel like you had the f the full parental experience that maybe would have been like inform would have informed your thinking maybe a little bit more like comprehensively like you know you we've talked about how hard it was when we like. At least I know I talked about how hard it was when we first had Tatum because sometimes it felt a little unequal or unbalanced, I should say, as far as like response, roles and responsibilities with stuff. And it's not like you, and by no means am I saying that you weren't like present or caring or doting or stuff like that. But because of like health reasons, because of just, you know, maybe because I was home, because I was on maternity leave, all this stuff like that, like sometimes the the dynamic, the the caretaking burden was more so on me than you. So do you think that that might have impacted your like, yeah, this is fine. I could do this again. It's not going to change my mind. No, because when you went to Essence and I got to see how hard shit was and I mean, more than anything, maybe said, you know, I want to be able to do a better job. You know, that's why I'm kind of excited for 
tray because it's mm-hmm. like I can make up where I, where I, I, I slacked previously or mm-hmm. where I didn't understand previously. And again, it goes back to having those conversations, you know, because again, you put on your my, my parents talk about what they did. You just assume that's how it was going to be. And, I did. I did and, think and, that we were going to have had a, the conversation. A balance. My thing was I was going to assist when I seen whatever. That was my thinking. Like, I'm going to be there and stuff like that. But again, seeing how much work goes into it now, you know, again, we may like again, we still haven't had the conversation. But in my mind, I already have like, you know, during the day, let you sleep and. I'll take the baby or however we we determine that. But I don't think I don't think we're going to have the same issues before because I know more. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. We're going to have all new different. Ones. We're going to have different ones, all new ones, you know, because it, there's there's now two people to consider. And there's still there. They're, and there are varying types of needs that need to be met. Um, but, you know, I think we just have to kind of come back to it or whatever. Like I said, like, I know how I know how I feel. I know that. And I know you say you've made your peace with it. And like, that's just a con- continuing conversation that we're going to need to have like during this pregnancy. And then once um, the baby gets here, because, and you know, we've had some time to adjust or whatever. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's definitely something we have to, it, people, we, we encourage everybody to have the conversation about, because even if it's, if it could be, and it could be, do you want kids? Period. To how many kids do you want? To how many years apart do you want? How, when do you want to start trying? No, hundred percent. Because all that stuff matters. I'm thirty three. I'll be thirty four this year. So like that means like I, I I really can't afford if we were to have a third child. I couldn't wait another four years. And mm-hmm. I, I, I don't I don't want to be but I don't want to be thirty eight and pregnant again. Like I'm gonna be almost forty. Like I don't want to do that. And that would mean I'd have to have them closer together. And personally. I feel like the age difference between Tatum and now her uh, soon-to-be brother is like kind of perfect in, in in a lot of ways. Like it's, I mean, there's gonna be pros and cons to all of it, but like she's old enough to kind of like grasp the concept of that we're having a baby and that things are gonna kind of change, even though she doesn't have a full understanding and she's not so far gone that she's been an only child for forever and a day and this is gonna be really hard. And she's not so young that like we got two kids in diapers or we got she needs a lot of like hands on care in a lot of ways because she's her own person and she's very independent and she's imaginative and she can be by herself sometimes. And we're and and that's happening and we and there's and, and and she's so even if this is the best case scenario as far as age difference between two children, we're still gonna have battles when it comes to that because it's we have to split our attention, and and that is going to be another thing to con- to consider. So I know that you believe two is stupid, but I, I think, mean I'm saying that joke. I know, I know, I'm, but I'm, I think, I mean but, again more than anything, I want children, but I also want healthy children and stuff like that. So again. If if it's in God's will, then it'll happen. If it's not, then it won't. Ultimately, um, that's really where we are at. But no, seeing you in pain and, and, and you know having heartburn badly, nauseous and just vomiting. Just seeing you not having a good pregnancy definitely made me say, like, all right, you know? So I, I do appreciate that and I, I I appreciate the fact that, you know, you witnessing the physical toll that yeah, I'm not the monster that you paint me. No, you're not a, I'm not ever trying to paint you out to be a monster, but I'm just saying like, you know, 
Like, I, there's even part of me that thinks that, like, once you, like, if I'm able to have. Sorry, y'all. That was the first uh, pair of little feet that we've birthed um, running over here. But what I was trying to say was that part of me wonders, because I don't know if it's going to have an impact, but I wonder sometimes if if I'm able to have a vaginal birth this time, and it's just now because of COVID, it would just be me and you and a doula um, in the room. Dually. Yeah, in the room. And you... Basically, like, I wonder sometimes if, like, if you see me being able to go the distance and having a vaginal birth and so going through labor from zero to 10 centimeters and pushing a baby out and that aspect of it and watching me push it out. Because, you know, I wonder if that might also reinforce your or your understanding or your your sympathy for what it what it takes for a woman to bring a baby into this world. And not to say that you didn't have that appreciation when I had a C-section with Tatum, but... It was also surgery, and it was you like... You are bred to have children. Bred? That's like a fucking horse. But, you know, just because you are able to do it doesn't mean that mentally it's something that you want to do. And I'm, I'm, I'm understanding of that. Again, I, I seeing you give birth, I'm like, you're the most beautiful thing, thing. Most beautiful woman I've, I've <laughs> ever seen. Even though you were like, I, I look hideous. And you had all of your emotions going through, you know? And that's like the biggest thing that I tell like my friends or people who's, who's expecting. Like, be patient. Be patient. Don't take it personal. And just be there the best that you can for, for your partner. That's always my advice. Because, again, that's what I saw. That was my experience. Yeah. And it, and I, and it's all, it was... It, it, your the advice is a hundred percent spot on because it's so hard that even when you the the person that you had this child with is telling you how beautiful you are, how much they love you, how proud they are, how strong you are, you know, between anxiety, between postpartum, between hormones, baby blues, whatever you want to call it, it's so hard sometimes to really process like how much your body looks different or how tired you are or how scared you are or how you know anxious because you don't know what you're doing like it's just all these things and you have to figure it out and then you know for 40 weeks your body is not your own you, it's been hijacked essentially and yes there are beautiful moments i feel i feel this baby with the flutters and the kicks and stuff even though it's not strong enough for TJ to feel it from, or anybody feel it from the outside. But like, I feel it every, you know, like I, even since I've been sitting here and it's, it's a wonderful thing. And then when the kicks get a little harder and stuff, sometimes they feel good. Sometimes, I mean, not good, but sometimes they feel they're cute and sometimes they hurt like shit. And, um, you know, and then contractions and like just the whole process. And I'm not going to like belabor the point, but my thing being is like, your body becomes not your own and you do it and it's a sacrifice and it's a beautiful sacrifice and you go through it and pregnancy and childbirth can be like an overall beautiful experience, but it can be also a really traumatic and hard experience. And it, it does take, it does take a toll mentally because it, you know, TJ could tell me every single second of every day, how beautiful I am after I give birth, but I'm still looking at my body like will it ever go back to the way it was will it my body ever look the same i there was a moment in in the in the bathroom do you remember when you had to help me 
shower after I had Tatum because I couldn't bend over. And I got out the shower. So, like, TJ had to wash me from, like, the waist down. I could only wash from the waist up. And it was an intimate moment, and it made me so happy to have him on by my side. But then I got out, and I saw myself, you know, in the mirror, trying to, and he was trying to dress me. And I, I bawled because I'm looking at my stomach and obviously I've never been some skinny, flat stomach, snapback type of person, but my stomach was just like, te- like it was just terrible. And I understand I had just given birth, but you feel so, it's like you have to relearn your body all over again. It feels so foreign and and you know and you're trying to you know rationalize it but it also it's really hard sometimes and it doesn't matter how much reassurance somebody else tries to give you it's like there's no convincing you in some moments that like any of this shit is ever going to go back the way it is and again i i'm not saying that's every woman's experience but that's a lot of women's experience you know i watched a facebook video this lady she's like really famous on facebook this white chick she's like a comedian or whatever and she just had her second child and she was like in the car, like doing doing a video, like basically asking her fans, like, have you felt like this? Like, I just feel like she was crying in the car and and she was like, I I'm I'm tired and her toddler son was losing it and her ba- infant daughter was losing it and she felt like her husband, you know, was doing the best he could and she understood that and but she was like she just felt like she was being the worst wife to him. And those those emotions and those thoughts, as irrational as they may seem, feel real as fuck when you're in them. And it is it is something to it is something to behold. And you know, I'm grateful that my experience, at least with Tatum, and I pray that my experience with this new baby is the same. Which is like, you know, I had those moments, and you remember them, right, babe? Like. Sometimes I would just like cry for no reason or I'd be like talking like this, but then just also like tears flowing from my face. And it's, and it's just like, it's uncontrollable, literally uncontrollable. Like imagine if you just felt like you had no control over your like emotions or your thoughts. And, and, but then also you're supposed to like keep this little like eight pound human alive. I mean, listen, I think sometimes we put too much emphasis on ourselves as far as expectations. You know, sometimes, you know, we allow society's norms or what society says is the right way of doing something, you know. Um, shit, before I had kids, when, when, when I seen kids having tantrums in the middle of the store mm-hmm. and a parent just continues on like these parents are terrible mm-hmm. and then i had my own child and i was like i get it leave that little motherfucker mm-hmm. you know or just like grab what you need and go because sometimes it's just, you know because it's like they're tired or they just you know whatever it's it, there's a lot of reasons for it but but yeah you know i i fully want you know before we wrap up like i i, I want to re reinforce and restate that like I hear and honor and respect where TJ's coming from and his wants and needs and desires. And there were times when I put that hard stop into the conversation because I wasn't feeling heard, even though it wasn't his intention. But 
you know, it's similar to what maybe what TJ would say is like he felt like his say or his you know contribution to the conversation was taken away from him based on what I was saying, which was not my intention, but it was just to kind of drive home the point that I thought he was not getting is, you know, you got to have the conversations and basically, and it's just, I want to say like, I don't, it's not a power trip. It's not a, I'm in control and you're not, I have the final say and you don't, it's not a, it's nothing like that. It's literally like, I'm telling you what I think. Like, I'm telling you that I'm scared that my mind, primarily my mind, my body, and our, our marriage, I, I am scared at the impact of us n- not weighing all the options could have on those things. And that's all. Well, I mean, I appreciate that, um, you know. And, and again, my intentions is not to not think about those things. Mm-hmm. My thing is just just be open. Like, the way I look at life, I'm open. Like, I, I, I'm not... I, it's very rare that I'm going to have, like, a a dominant, like, this is it. I'm not budging because I know that everything is situational. Mm-hmm. So while two kids may be ideal, a third one may be whatever, or it could be detrimental. Like you said, we don't know, but I would never make a decision without like really going through the pros, the cons, the what ifs, the good, the possibilities of how great this can be and the possibilities of how terrible this can be. So definitely i just i just want to know that we can have the conversation without me having to worry about you saying like well i'm the whatever so it's it's whatever i say like so that's it's definitely not whatever i say but it is i'm it, saying that's how it came across that may have not been your intentions or whatever or maybe you were just shutting down to protect yourself but i'm saying it com- it can it comes across like because you are the one who can reproduce, it's whatever you say. So even if I, like, I don't really get an opportunity to have the conversation because it's your body. So it just is what it is. And I just feel like that's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, no, again, that's besides the point. Yeah, definitely we have, we have the conversation, but there, this is a, a, a topic that, good old TJ. So the uh, there are parts of the t- there are parts of this conversation in this topic where the the decision you know can really can not always come down to the woman but um but that's all I got for that how about how you how about you that's all I have for it as well all right y'all Let's well wrap this thing up Listen, this has been another episode of Lover's Quarrel. As always, you can follow us on, on Instagram at Lover's Quarrel Show, um, on Twitter at Lover's Quarrel 7, or email us your thoughts, questions, headaches, or heartaches at Lover's Quarrel Show at gmail.com. Make sure you like, share, follow, tag. Thank you for your patience and the lateness of the episode because I was trying to enjoy my Mother's Day. Um, and yeah, so um, let us know your thoughts and comments um, on our when we post a clip tomorrow. Um, With that being said, as always, I am your girl, Danny. And I'm your guy, TJ. And you know that we fuss. We fight, but but we we love. love. Bye. Bye. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye.